This is Ein Yaakov. We are on page Reish Mem. The entry is Tzadik Aleph. And we are going to talk about Yosef HaTzadik and the challenges that he faced. Namely, one challenge. Amar of Chanabar Bizna, Amar of Shimon Chasida, he says, they say, Yosef Shekidashim Shmaim Baseset, Haisifala Es Achas Mishmei Shal Kadish Baruch Yosef, in Tilim is called Yehosef, so he got an extra hey in his name. That was a hey from God's name. That's one of the letters of God's name. Yod and hey and vav and hey. So this hey was added to Yosef's name, and the reason why is because he sanctified Shem Shmaim Baseser. Because he privately sanctified God's name, he got an extra letter from God's name. Yehud Yehuda did this in public. Rashi says by the sea, and we're going to see what that means later. Yehuda sanctified God's name in public, so he got way more. He got way more letters of God's name. He got all of them. His entire name is the letters of Hashem. Yehuda is spelled with a yud and a hey and a vav and a hey. Those letters are all in there. There's also a dalit, but who's counting? He has all the letters of God's name because he sanctified God's name in public. Yosef Mahi. What exactly was Yosef's sanctification of God's name in private? What was Yosef's Kiddush Hashem that he did? Besaysedichsiv says the following in the Pasuk. Huh? Yeah, you're going to see. Says in the Pesach, That day he came back to do his work. Now, the day, that, uh, the day that he did run away from Potiphar's wife, he's been working in this, he's working in Potiphar's house for a while. He, uh, it says that that day, that day came and he went to go do his work and there was no one in the house and Potiphar tried to get him and he ran away and he ran outside. He came that day to do his work. Rabbi Yechanan says, he didn't go to do his work. He went to do, uh, he went to do the wrong thing. He went to do an Aveira. He went to the house to do his work. Rav Shmuel, there's machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Rashi quotes this machlekes, Bishem Rav Shmuel. Chadamar, one opinion is, He went in just to do his work. He had to clean the windows. He had to do the floors. He had to do some mopping. He went to do his job. One opinion is, he just went to do his job. Chadamar, the other opinion is, He went in to do his job. He was interested in, uh, he was interested in having relations with Potiphar's wife. So at that point, he had planned on doing the Avera. There's an opinion that he was kind of caught off guard, and there was an, there's an opinion that he wasn't caught off guard at all. He went in with the intent of doing the Avera. Why didn't he do it? We'll find out in a second. There was nobody in the house at the time. Is it possible that nobody was in the house? He had an enormous house with thousands of servants. How is it that only Yosef and this woman are alone in the house? And the answer is, he taught. This was a day of a Gaisha holiday. This was, uh, this was Xmas. This was one of those holidays. They all went to the place where they worshipped their idols. She said, She said, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. I have to stay home. So the whole house was empty. It was just Petavar's wife. And obviously, Yosef was not participating in this Geisha holiday. So it was just Yosef and Potiphar's fake sick wife. Amra, she said, She said, I'm not going to have any day like this to get Yosef. What, what day besides now am I going to have a chance with him? So she, she, made up a, she, she made a scheme. She decided she was going to pretend to be sick and stay home so that she could get Yosef. She grabs him by his garment and says, Sleep with me. At that moment, Yosef saw the the image of his father in the window. He saw the image of his father in the window and Amalei, he said to him, the image of his father spoke to him from the reflection. Yosef saw his father's image and it spoke. It said, Yosef, one day your brothers are going to be written on the stones of the ephod, those shoulder stones we talked about in the last few shiurim. One day we're going to have all the names of the shvatim will be written on the Kayin Gadol's garments. The plan is to have you on there too. Do you want to be erased from them? And they'll call you a guy who hangs out 
with prostitutes? Is that the plan? You, you want to you throw this all away for this? As it says in the Pasuk, somebody who hangs out with Zainus destroys their hind, destroys all of their wealth, and Rashi adds, all of their honor and everything else about them. People don't like people who hang out with that kind of population. Miyad, at that moment, Vatesha Beisan Kashte, at that moment, Vatesha Beisan Kashte. That literally means that the strength of his arrow went back, the strength of his, uh, of his bow went back. This teaches us any excitement that he had physically, his biological excitement, it went back to its normal state. And this was uh, this, uh, this spread out the, hand, the, uh, the limbs of his hand. What does that teach us? That he dug his hands into the dirt. And all of his passion. You know, it's funny. I, 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 the the Lushan in the Gemara is not Tavase, it's a different word. It's Zare. And I bet you the reason why in Ein Yaakov it's Tavase is because Ein Yaakov was always taught in shuls in public. I bet you anything that this was, that this was cleaned up. Ein Yaakov has a couple of Girsa differences. I bet you this Girsa the difference is because this was taught publicly and it just wasn't, just wasn't easy to teach us publicly the other way. In any event, Tavase, all of his urges went down from between the, uh, the fingernails of his hand. So he takes his hand, digs them in the ground. His urge comes out through it. This came from the hands of the strength of Yaakov who caused that he should ultimately have his name written on the Kain Gadol's chest plate and not have his name erased from among his brothers. The strength of his father Yaakov who appeared to him as a vision in that window. Misham Reya, Evan Yisrael, Misham from here, he merited Nasa Reya. He became one of the shepherds of the Jewish people. Shnemar, Reya Yisrael Hazina Neig Ketzayin Yosef. As it says in the Pasuk, the Reya Yisrael Hazina Neig Ketzayin Yosef. Okay. So we have here the whole story of Yosef's temptation, how he didn't give in to temptation, how he saw a vision of his father, and how he, uh, how he merited to still be in the chest plate of the Kain God. I want to tell you some commentaries. Let me get some, uh, let me get some chassidus here. There's a, there's a Sechah, it's in Lekut Sechah's volume 16, page 10. The Rashi quotes Rav and Shmuel just like we quoted Rav and Shmuel. As you know from our Sechah share, shameless plug for the Monday night Sechah share, we, Rashi never quotes his sources unless Rashi is trying to tell us something about those particular sources. So Rashi cares that Rav and Shmuel were the two people who had this machlekes over whether Yosef went to do his work that day or whether Yosef went to do an Avera that day. Says the Rebbe that halacha kirav be'isurei v'shmuel bedine. The Rebbe doesn't say that, it's a Gemara. That is, what Rav specialized in Isr v'heter. Rav Specialized in uh, in the dinim that have been adam l'makim, things like kashras. I don't hurt anybody if I'm not. I don't want to talk about me. If somebody eats non-kosher, they don't hurt anybody. It's just between them and God, right? So Rav is somebody who cares most about kashras, iser things like that. Rav cares most about ben adam l'makim, relationship between people and God. Shmuel, what does he care most about? Shmuel's the halach is always like Shmuel in dinim. He cares about dinim. His job is to run a court system. He's the big dayan. So his job is to make sure that everybody treats each other properly. He cares about ben Adam l'chaveri. So now, says the Rebbe, because these were the focuses of these two individuals, they both read the story by Yosef differently because of the things they cared most about. As follows. Rav would tell you that Yosef was going to do his work. Rav will say Yosef was definitely going to do his work. He wasn't going to go do an Aveda. This exemplifies how perfect he was Ben Adam Lamakim. We know for sure that he would never have been involved in Pot- never been interested in Potiphar's wife. Uh, he wasn't going to do that. Since he couldn't possibly have been doing that, must be, since he was perfect in Ben Adam Lamakim, must be that he went to do his job that day. Shmuel worries about a tzaddik if he's not careful Ben Adam Lechaveri. So Shmuel says that we can see how perfect he was Ben Adam Lechaveri because he was only going to do an Aveira today when there was no work to do. Normally, what does Yosef do? He doesn't cheat his employer. His employer says, you're expected to work uh, nine to five. He doesn't take time off to do anything else. Today, he's interested in doing an Aveira. Why? Because it's the only day he didn't have any work to do. So this exemplifies just how good he was Ben Adam Lechaveri. So you can split the shittas along the, along the position of Rav Shmuel. This is the Sechah from the Rebbe. Look at the Sechah's volume 16, page 10. We have time for another one. Let's do another one. 
let's do uh, Let's do the image of his father. So we have a couple of these in Chassidus. I'm going to bring you two that I thought were particularly interesting, but I have to tell you, uh, is something you will find like in, like in hundreds of sikhs. It's all over the place. The, uh, the meaning of the fact that Yosef saw his father's image and at that moment decided not to do the Aveda. One of them is found in Teres Menachem, volume 29, page 261, that says that Yaakov had the same face as Adam Arishan. Yaakov had the same face as Adam Arishan. So when he saw Yaakov's reflection, he was also seeing Adam Arishan's reflection, Adam, from the garden. And when he saw that, he remembered that Adam did a big Aveda that broke the world and that Yaakov had done a lot of mitzvahs that had fixed the world. And at that moment, he realized that he could be the next step in that story. Adam broke the world, his father fixed the world, and now it's Yosef's turn. Are you going to be part of the story that fixes the world or part of the story that breaks the world? And the Rebbe says that from here we learn that a lot of people think that they can do a small Aveda and it will help fix the world a little bit that a lot of people think that maybe a small Avera might make things better. Maybe in the short term it'll help out. In the long term it'll make sense. People justify their small Averas and people should look in the window, look in the mirror, recognize Diagnish Aviv is staring back that every single action that we do decides whether we're going to be part of the team that breaks the world or part of the team that fixes the world. And there is no the ends justify the means. I want to read to you some of this Lushan because it's so powerful. When a Yid faces a challenge, and he thinks that maybe it makes sense for him to do an Aveda just for a moment. Bilvad, just for a second. I think, look, I'm going to do this small of error right now to ultimately help me do many good things in the future. He has to remember, he has to picture the face of Yaakov, his father, who looks just like Adam And he should think about the fact that every single thing he does, even the smallest things he does, decide how he's going to affect the world, whether he is going to be one of Yaakov's or one of Adam's on that day. And that every decision we make can't be about, oh, I'm going to do small of error now so I can do a big mitzvah later. Right now, are you an Adam person or a Yaakov person? Are you breaking or are you building? And this is, uh, this is one sikha from the Rebbe where he talks about seeing the reflection. Another one, and I think because of time, we're going to have to end on this one. We have so much more to tell you tomorrow. This is in Teres Menachem. This is from the year Tavshin Mem Gimel. It's in volume two because they haven't reprinted those yet, so I can't give you the fancy volumes. It's the volume two of that year. The page is 716. Says that we need to always keep the vision of our forefathers in front of our eyes. And I would have thought the sikh would be like, like our Rebbe's, like our, like our parents. Like, no, the Rebbe goes, No, I want you to always think about Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov and ask yourself, What would Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov have done in this situation? And then the Rebbe says, Do you think for one minute that Avram Avinu would give up a piece of Eretz Yisrael? Would he give up the shtachim? Would Avram be involved in that? So don't even begin to tell me that maybe, you know, maybe it makes sense to give up the shtachim, maybe it makes sense, maybe it makes sense to make, to make peace, land for peace in Israel, says the Rebbe. Look in the mirror, see Dinek and Shel Aviv, recognize that you're not some Jew in the future, you are standing in for Avram Avinu himself right now, and you tell me if Avram's swapping land for peace. Obviously not. So uh, this is also some advice that I think that a, a lot of times my go-to is, is sort of a what would the Rebbe do kind of thing, or what would my father do kind of thing. And here the Rebbe is saying, I want you to think like way, way further. Ask what would Avram Avinu do? What, First of all, would Avram Avinu be okay with this? Are you being Seser the Avis? Because if you're being Seser the Avis, you already know you're wrong. So that's a place to start. Is first find out, are you doing something Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov would never be okay with? Then we can talk about what the, what, what the Rebbe, what your parents, what other, what other leaders would think. Let's start with Avram Avinu. We know for sure at the very least that Avram Avinu would not be giving up any of the land. More later, more tomorrow. We'll continue. Thank you all very much.